This week, we've got a grab bag of topics to discuss from the past week. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. We got a fun one today. I'm your host, Spencer, and joining me is number one, <laughs> number one Ubisoft super fan. <laughs> it's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how you doing? I wanted to laugh so bad. Like, I started to, like, I felt it coming up inside of me, like, here comes a laugh. And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I used to be. Yeah, we both used and to. I mean... We used to fight over it. You were like, I like them more. And I was like, no, I like them more. And you were like, but Splinter Cell. And I was like, you got me. <laughs> You're like, what's that? <laughs> never, never heard of her. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, spoiler, we got some Ubisoft news to discuss. But is it news? Well, it's rant, rant for you, uh, especially. But yeah, it's a big problem. before we get into that, uh, before we get into a little bit of the negativity, uh, tell me about your week in gaming. I'm I'm mad. Uh oh. <laughs> and it doesn't have to do with Ubisoft until later. <laughs> I got into and I, I think I may have mentioned this in last week's episode, but I got into the Hill beta. Mm-hmm. Um it was way la not this past weekend, the weekend before that, so I didn't get to play. Um and I was really excited to to try it out because I've been seeing such good things and uh I went in to play it this past Sunday and it wouldn't get me into matchmaking. So I went on the website because like I thought I saw something about it was only in different time frames that you could do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out it wasn't at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, I didn't play Halo. Mm. And now I'm kind of mad that I didn't make time to play Halo. Mm. That's, uh, you know, that's life. You know, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> 10 a.m. Nobody cares about you at 10 a.m. I, I, yeah, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. How do they constitute these times? Like, I guess, okay, that's what 1, 1 p.m. Eastern is, is, is what, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they had something with the network engineers that, they wanted to say well, we're only going to work between this time and this time on a Sunday. I don't know, but uh, yeah, didn't get to play that. And honestly, don't think I played much of anything else. Um, no, I played some Mario Kart. Um, I did get uh, Stadia did their new games, and they did a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that I'm finally going to play whatever the Spirit game is. Whatever the spirit game is, it's like that DreamWorks movie Spirit, like the horse. Yeah, yep, that's it. That's the one. Um, there's honestly the the Stadia Pro games for um for this month, uh, pretty pretty insane. I uh, got a lot. Um, but one of them is yes, uh, DreamWorks Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure. Okay, so you're not fucking with me. Like, it is actually the horse that was voiced by Matt Damon. Matt Damon was the horse? Matt Damon was the horse. Well, shit, I might be playing right now. No. 
Not now. Used to. <laughs> he used to be uh, the horse. Like, I don't think he's he currently. Canceled. Well, I mean, did he deserve to get canceled for the movie Downsizing? Sure. Was he? I don't think so. I don't understand why Matt Damon would get canceled for Downsizing, but Paul Rudd wouldn't get canceled for Ant-Man. Why would... No, no, you see, Downsizing was a shit movie. That's the joke. But everyone was small. Mm-hmm. That the small had nothing to do with the movie being shit. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so we shouldn't group in Honey I Shrunk the etc. in this as well. No, we can also group those in. Those are also shit movies. I see. I said what I said. But not Ant Man. But not Ant Man. Because again, the shrinking has nothing to do with the movie being shit. I see. The shrinking in Ant-Man has nothing to do with the movie. That's actually not true. That actually the, has everything to do with the, the movie. The Thomas the Trank, the Thomas the Trank, the Thomas the Tank engine. Thomas the Thomas the Dank engine? Thomas the smoke weed every day engine. Uh, oh, look. <laughs> when the villain gets hit by it and they like zoom out to like show <laughs> it just like flopping over. That was really funny. That was well done. What, what movie was that? That was in Honey I shrunk thomas the the dank engine oh that's right anyway <laughs> so i'm simultaneously so, trying to look up who plays the horse <laughs> in spirit lucky's big adventure um and uh you might be surprised to know that no one has taken the time <laughs> <laughs> to put the cast in the eye <laughs> oh my god I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if the horse talks in the new spirit stuff. What's the point in having a horse movie? I, I will say there are currently zero quotes on uh, IMDb, so I have nothing to prove you wrong. <laughs> um, but why would you make a horse game if the horse doesn't talk? I listen. I don't know. Subconscious thinking. So you just have to read. Can it be narrated by the horse, even though the horse doesn't talk? Like, hear me out. Spirits or Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure. The girl talks to the horse like you would any other animal. Right. Whatever. And the horse doesn't talk back to the girl, but the viewer uh, hears uh, the narrator who is Morgan Freeman or Willem Dafoe, friend of the show. Most likely Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's true. I guess Willem Dafoe would be. (laughs) (laughs) I might be recording myself playing this game and getting a Willem Dafoe soundboard. <laughs> what were the uh what were the other games that Stadia was offering? Um Cake Bash, which I think was a okay. Stadia exclusive game for a while, but I do believe it's on console now. I think that's kind of like a Mario Party style game. Okay. Um Hello Engineer, which is like um within like the Hello Neighbor Oh, universe. okay. I, I do think that's currently a Stadia exclusive. Interesting. Um, but we'll be going to console eventually. Um, Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. Oh, nice. Which, um, obviously, like I claimed it because it doesn't make sense not to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think because I have Mafia 3 on Xbox, but I haven't played all of it yet. I've played most of it. Mm-hmm. And part of me is wondering if I should just scrap that and start over because it's been years it's probably Mm -hmm. been two years since i played that game and then play it on stadia either way i'll probably have some sort of um save in it 
Uh, and the last one, which I was pretty excited about, was Control Ultimate Edition. Oh, nice. I still, I still have not played that. Um, it's sitting on my Series X because I got it from Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Game Pass version is the one that's optimized for Series X. Uh-huh. So I've been kind of waiting for that, and now I'm kind of at the point where like I'm not playing any games on Stadia, so I might just play Control on there. Controls, Control is a really good game. Um, and honestly, I would love for you to play it. So, uh, you can either agree with me and say, um, what, or you can explain to me what the fuck I just played. I've heard it so much like quantum break. So I've, I've wanted to play it. I've wanted to play it since launch. It's just not been at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly worked its way up because i got it for free through playstation plus for the ps5 like i got the ps5 enhanced version yeah and like i just started it and i was just like this is actually really fun and then i like played ended up playing the whole thing i was like damn like this was actually like a really good game like it was always something that when it was like first being talked about and like first released and stuff that i was like eventually i want to get to this game but like it catapulted its way up because of just like falling into my hands and i actually really enjoyed it so days gone treatment if you know what i'm saying right <laughs> all right well maybe i'll play it on stadium and we can chat about it yeah that would be good that's that's a good lineup do you like, i was blown away for the most part would you say that like each month you get like is it monthly i don't even know if yeah okay yeah and would you say like each month it's like pretty much on par with that? Or is this one like setting itself aside as like one of the best months? It's usually not terrible, but this is like particularly good. Yeah. Um, also, I'm looking at Game Pass now and it says that the version you get through Game Pass is Series X Enhance. Oh, wait, hold on. It's 1X Enhance. That's weird. Never seen that before. Oh. So it's not Series X Enhanced. Interesting. Anyway. Sorry. Um yeah, I, I mean, it's not terrible. Like, last month I got PGA 2K12, which was a whatever. Hang on. Um, Did you say 2K12? Yes. 12. It's Stadia, dude. Relax. No, did you 21. mean? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, what the fuck? Why did, no. they, why did they put an almost 10-year-old game on there? No, it's not PlayStation Plus for the PS4. Well, I just, that's funny though, because I did just get PGA Tour today, 21, through PlayStation Plus. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, wow, the fucking Stadia got 2K12. (laughs) I was hoping that you misspoke, but that was funny. I'm pretty sure I had 2K12 for the PSP. (laughs) Okay. Actually, that's not even true. I probably had like 2006 for the PSP. Yeah, probably. And that game is probably better than any 2K game that's come out in the past. (laughs) Well what 15 years yeah probably probably um yeah so 2k12 <laughs> um wave break which was at one point a stadia exclusive i don't think it is anymore but that actually kind of looked cool it was like a mario kart-esque thing except mm-hmm. you can be an otter with a shotgun apparently <laughs> okay i didn't realize that was part of the game i'm just looking at the um picture of it here and that's what they're showing unimportant but i'm pretty sure weezer made a song for that game oh yeah i think that's the game but i could be wrong all my favorite songs are slow and sad that was the song you nailed it 
I just got DCMA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I sang it off pitch though, so they won't pick it up. No, it was actually perfect. I thought Rivers oh. was on the call with us, so Rivers. we're definitely fucked. <laughs> um, I guess I'm not going to go through all of last month's because they were pretty much dog shit. Um, but I've gotten like, uh, I think all of the Hitman games were won. Okay. Um, Sniper Elite Four mm-hmm. is one. Um, Arc. It sounds like it's pretty much on par with PlayStation Plus. Then, like you get, you get one, sometimes two, and then you normally get like a third game that's like you're rolling, you're rolling the dice or flipping a coin on like if that's going to be good or bad, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been. I don't know. But I mean, even one free game, even one good free game a month is like, you know, I I certainly wouldn't have any complaints about that. So I would say it's like one outstanding game a quarter. (laughs) Okay. And it's, and and, and I, and by outstanding, I mean just like big, you know? So like within the past year, we've gotten, um, Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I think that was... In oh, wow. July. Okay. In July, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Biohazard. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing is, too, like, if a game's been out for a while, you usually get, like, the gold edition. Right, which comes with, like, all the DLC and stuff. Yeah, that is nice. Right. Um, We got Metro Last Light Redux and Metro 2030 Redux at some point. Those, um, those were both good. Played those earlier this year. I think Destiny 2 is just like a game that's perpetually on there. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's all, they, they, these are all solid games. That's good. Yeah, and it's kind of nice, too, like, with these kinds of things that, like, you get other games, like, um, Little Nightmares on there. It was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, some And just, like, smaller games, um, like Cake Bash, I think, is smaller. Um, we got one last winter called Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Oh, uh-oh. Um, of course, Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure. Right. Which I think that's a theme now, too. Is And I think this started last month. They include a kid's game as well. Okay. Um, I forget what last month's was, but they kind of tested it. They did uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which I may or may not have played. I would hope so. Um, man, what was the other game? I have no clue, but it was like blatantly like a kid's game. I think that's kind of pitched it, uh, which is cool. I mean, that's a, there isn't a, a service right now. I think that explicitly puts like a kid's game on there. So right. Like a, tries to cater towards children. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, just again, something like that is nice. Like, I'm happy that with like PlayStation Plus and like, uh, I know Xbox games with gold or whatever, right? Like, are, are basically like that where it's like you get it, uh, you know, to keep. Obviously, we'd all we'd welcome you know a Game Pass like service, but in the absence of that, at least companies are doing something like this which is cool i mean prime does it too prime gives free games every so often 
I don't think it's I don't think it's a monthly thing. There's monthly rewards, but I don't think it's always a, like a game or like a big game even. But you mean like through Twitch? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of like drops and stuff like that typically. But I got GTA Five for free through that. I think for PC. Actually, no, I got that uh, for Xbox. GTA Five was free through um, the Epic the Epic Game Store, and it crashed the Epic Game Store because everybody That's right. tried to flock to download it. <laughs> it's funny. Um, well, maybe they'll have another chance when it comes out again for PS Five. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people will definitely jump on that and not be mad about it. Yep. <laughs> They'll be mad about it now, but then when it comes out, all will be forgotten. Right. We got really sidetracked there. Yeah, well, whatever. We don't have anything else to talk about this episode. Could you tell? Except, I kind of want to get Ubisoft out of the way, like, right away. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you tell me what happened, and I'll try not to scream for the next 30 seconds. Sure, yeah. So Ubisoft, it was leaked that uh, potentially a new Ghost Recon game was being worked on. And then Ubisoft did a celebration today of 20 20 years of Ghost Recon, or the 20th anniversary of the first Ghost Recon game being released. Um, And so during it, they talked about like where the game was and like how it came to be and where, how it got to like the point it's at. They discussed uh, new uh, content for breakpoint is the one that's currently out yeah yeah they discussed new content for that and then it was announced that they were going to be talking about a new project Ooh, a new ghost recon game that's right so mike and i very appropriately held on to our butts in anticipation of of hopefully a game that was uh you know on par with wildlands and they did not disappoint because they said, here's the battle royale. To be a hundred percent honest with you. So I did not follow. I had no Ubisoft was doing anything for ghost recon. Mm-hmm. So when they said they had a new game and, and this was leaked and that was the, I think the original article you sent to me and then it was updated with the event they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really expect it to be a new game like uh, Wildlands because Breakpoint has basically just been updated into a playable game. So I figured they're probably doing the resources on that. So when this came out, like I figured just with the track that Ubisoft was going on, that it was going to be gimmicky. I think I kind of expected it to be a Warzone ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. And then, like you said, the 100 plus players popped up and that was just it. I literally like groaned, smacked my head off my table uh-huh. and just I, I don't know what Ubisoft is doing to think that anything they're doing right now is a good idea, but it's not. Yeah. So you've come out. Go ahead. You, you've come out with what three games since the beginning of summer that are just what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. like extraction looks like dog shit 
don't know what they're doing or why they're putting Tom Clancy's name on it. X Defiant, again, you're just trying to copy from success from um, like all of these hero shooters. Mm-hmm. And now this game, you're trying to make your own battle royale. What's next? Are you going to do a, a, a Tom Clancy Fall Guys? People still play that? Is that a thing? Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Clancy, Clancy Among, Among Us. Us. Oh my god, yeah. Jinx! <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like... This is now... Okay, so I think we knew this already, and I think we were kind of going this route already with Ubisoft and some of the slander we've right. been uh, issuing towards them. But like, I think it just welled up inside of me again after watching this that like they are so fucking lazy anymore yeah like jesus it's so bad it is so bad and like the the revamp they did for assassin's creed was good and the fact that they release on like uh uh you know every other year schedule is good for the franchise as a whole but like you're really not doing anything new you're just basically reskinning and giving a new map and like that's about it like nothing else is really changing all that much and same goes for uh like far cry um and i love the far cry games but like i also under like i can also admit that like both those series are just cash grabs because you just stick the name on it and people are gonna like go for it um i mean immortals you know i know people have enjoyed the game and everything but like again it's just like it just seems like another assassin's creed just like reskinned and like retooled essentially um all of their games are just just lazy copies of a previous game it feels like and now the fact that they're just going they're just trying to like go into these uh you know markets that have become so saturated with other games and it just doesn't make any sense anymore and it's just again it's just it just feels so lazy rather than putting in the time and effort to like actually just make a really great game they just like slop something together um it's not to say it doesn't like take a ton of work to do what they do but like they could do more um and it would take more time but i think people would be more appreciative of it you look at like the crew and like the crew loved it it was a really good game but i can also admit it was a really lazy racing game i mean there there was nothing about it that made me like say wow this can challenge the best of the best um it 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 just it was what it was and i i feel like they're very aware of it and they're just okay with it and they don't really strive for anything better i almost kind of wonder how whatever whatever it is ubisoft plus is doing whatever their subscription is but i just wonder if they're at a point where okay the money is in the subscriptions i mean even if it's not like um like money from selling a game like you know you're gonna make x amount selling a game mm-hmm. for shareholders which i i think um i think ubisoft is publicly traded it looks better if you have, and, and regardless of they're publicly or, or privately funded or not, it looks better if you have recurring revenue. And hence why the subscription model has been so popular over the past decade. 
but I feel like they're at a point where they're complicit and it's just like, okay, well, we just need to make sure we're putting more content out there than anyone can handle, regardless of how good it is or not, because Mm -hmm. people will have an attention span of about three months for it. And then they'll move on to whatever other shit game we put out. It's like, it's kind of becoming like fast fashion Mm -hmm. where like every quarter, what came out last quarter doesn't matter because it's out of style. So I feel like gaming and not just with Ubisoft, but in general is following the same model mm-hmm. where you basically have to be coming out with some new game that's following the popular gimmick every quarter in order to be successful. Yeah. It's flavor of the month. Right. And you know, like with this new, I don't even know what the official like subtitle for it is, but the new Ghost Recon game, what is it for? I think it's Frontlines or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that game's going to be out for years and all they have to do is put out a battle pass. Yep. So it's three years of development and then probably, you know, three to five years of, of, uh, I would say activity. It's just, yeah, it's, it's completely uninspired. And I, I'm sure this is the way that gaming is going. I'm going to be one of the saddled men yelling. It's just, it, it, Ubisoft, it's, and you touched on this, it's particularly frustrating because they were just so good for so long. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, this isn't a knock on the developers, the people actually working on the game. It's it's the office. It's 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 the business of it. It's just atrocious. Um, But they're rehashing their own IPs, like you said, with Far Cry. And then with um, uh, Phoenix... You mentioned it was kind of like Assassin's Creed, um, but that, in my opinion, was more of a ripoff of Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seemed um, it just seemed like let's just wall, let's just yeah. mesh these two together. Right, that's just how it felt. Just just looking at it, um, you know, and and from what people have said, like you know, a lot of people said like Ubisoft made a Breath of the Wild essentially, and it's just like, okay, when are when are we going to get back to Ubisoft made? you know, its own thing, like, you know, uh, its own brand new, well thought out idea. That's what I'm waiting for at this point. And it's funny too, like for me, I kind of feel hypocritical because yeah, I want Ubisoft to be creative, but also like bring back Splinter Cell. (laughs) And, but what's frustrating about that is that's just a blatant disregard for its consumers Mm -hmm. because, and I, and I'm sure we're in the minority, but I know I'm not the only one with that sentiment. Yeah. There does still needs to make a comeback, but more people are going to play a bullshit battle royale than they will Splinter Cell. Yeah, I get it. It's frustrating because it feels like they're ignoring like the true fans, the old fans of Ubisoft for whatever is fresh. But to me, excuse me, to me, the question becomes, you know, will more people play a bullshit battle royale? Yes. But will more people play this bullshit battle royale over any other battle royale? Like, or would you be truly better off making like a game that you know your base wants? Um, right. You know, that's that's the thing that I'm coming back to. How is this going to be any different? I, literally watching the video, I just felt like I was watching fucking Call of Duty. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and like, so what is going to make somebody? I mean, how like Call of Duty? Wish it wasn't this way, but is a it is 
a Goliath. It is impossible to beat. You cannot beat Call of Duty. It, you know, you try to push it down, and it always comes back up on top. We talk about it constantly. We talk about people always saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna buy the next Call of Duty because this Call of Duty sucks ass." And then day one, that same person is playing the fucking game. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's it's frustrating. And, and so, why are you making a game to try and compete with that? Like, what is going to stick out about this game other than? Uh, you simply put Tom Clancy on the name of it. Right, which I'm pretty sure his estate is probably, well, he's rolling in his grave, and I'm sure his estate is probably pretty pissed off. It's just stupid. It's just dumb. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get why they're making a hero shooter. What about this is like, like you, you made Siege, which is, you know, successful it's in, good. In, in so many ways to me i would classify that as a hero shooter i don't know if that's the case or not uh but to me that's how it feels and yes it is it is widely regarded as one of the you know best competitive games out there so why are you trying to make these other crappy games off of that essentially like just 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 keep rolling with that put your time and effort into that or something else not a, comp- a direct, essentially weak competitor of it makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's it. It looks like a car. The new Ghost Recon game looks like a carbon copy of Warzone. It does. Like that's that's what I thought I was watching. And from it looks like I dog shit. Tell, yeah, from what I could tell, there's no differential in what you can do in this game and what you can do in Warzone, and. I just, I, I don't understand why they think this is going to be successful. People will play it for the first three months. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then people are going to go back to Warzone because they're invested. Mm-hmm. They've they've paid for the battle pass for the past, uh, what, three years? Right. Four years? They have progress. They're good at it. So why would they go to this game, which is essentially a hard reset with no difference in gameplay? Right, and I mean, unless, unless, you know, it, it like, is hyper-realistic, or if it, you know, uh, if, if it does find a way to implement some new sort of system that, you know, does help set it aside, but, like, you're then banking on people enjoying that aspect enough to, like you said, give up all of your previous progress, give up, and, and, and also, you know, with a game like this you know it's it's rare for somebody to just pick it up and start playing like you need to rely on people to pick it up and also convince their base that they play with to come over and play this new game as well and if you know you have to try and convince three or four people to jump off of call of duty to play this instead you're probably going to lose that fucking battle right and you know that like I don't know. Ubisoft first-person shooters to me just feel awful. They're just <laughs> like squares. And Call of Duty, for what it's worth, plays great. It just it's it's fluid. It's actually like a first-person game that I can play that doesn't make me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> and I just know that like people are going to play this competitive shooter and it's going to move like Far Cry and people are going to get shot from behind all the time and be like, "Well, why can't I see behind me?" Mm-hmm. It's because you have to move in a square to see. Yeah, yeah. It's. I hope it fails. I'm at, I'm at that point where like I hope it bombs. I hope you know this gets Ubisoft in a lot of trouble, and they can just 
fucking get off of it. I mean, <laughs> literally uh, book it right now. I'm telling you, this is going to fail. Like yeah. I have, I have no doubts in my mind. If this thing finds a way to be successful, I'll, I don't know. I just, just don't see it. It's just not going to happen. Um, save that for, for when it is successful, but doubtful that that's going to happen. Um, Do you think that's the strategy right now in having Siege still? Which, you know, I don't know what, what the future holds for that, if they're going to move on or not, but you have Siege, mm-hmm. and then you will have X Defiant. Um, you'll have Extraction, which I understand is a little different than these. Uh, that's more like the Division, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have this new Ghost Recon game. Do you think they're at the point where they're just like fuck it, put stuff out there. We know 90% of the stuff is going to fail, but the 10% that's good is going to be our bread and butter for the next 10 years. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, it's just mass production. Just, just put out content and something will stick, throw shit at a wall and something will stick. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it all feels like they've, they've, they have dipped their toes into so many different things at this point. I mean, there's very few things that that Ubisoft hasn't attempted. Um you know, other than like make a great Splinter Cell game. Right. <laughs> so it'll be I hope- it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the uh turnout is for it and uh I, I my my guess is this will just be forgotten. We'll forget about it. And then, um, I don't know if it gave a release date or not, but, um, you know, give it like a year or something or it'll come out and we'll go, Oh yeah, this was a thing. And then within a week, nobody will be playing it or nobody will be certainly talking about it. You know, it'll have a base, but it won't be anywhere near these other ones. The base is going to be Stadia players because <laughs> I think I saw that it was confirmed it will be on Stadia. There and there isn't like a Warzone on Stadia. There's PUBG. Um, is Fortnite on Stadia? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Um, so there's your 1,000 daily active users. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's probably a stretch. 50 daily active users. <laughs> I can't. I can't picture this game having much more than that anyway. So, it will be said. Like, if uh, is this going to be a free game? I'm assuming as well, kind of a pay to win, paper uh, skin, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch long enough. I literally had to turn it off because I was so upset. I will if it's if it is on Stadia, and I don't have to allocate 200 um, gigabytes to my uh, Series X to, to play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I might. I might try it. I have nothing to lose but uh yeah I, I would say for the average person it's not gonna be worth the space on your hard drive yeah i mean i i i know right now i'm not gonna try it i just tried a, a stupid like hero battle royale that was free on playstation plus what two months ago or something like that and i, I downloaded it and i was like what why am i doing this to myself played like for i played two matches was the first person to die in both of them and went yeah no i'm never downloading another one of these games again Mm-hmm. So, and I can say right now that Ghost Recon and Tom Clancy being attached to this one do not pull me in in any way. Give me a Mario Battle Royale and I'll think about it. 
Let's just get like Mario Soccer first. Yeah. Mario, let's get all the Mario Sports games. I'm new Mario Baseball. We got tennis. We got golf. I'll take baseball. I'll take soccer. And I'll take ice skating. Yeah. Um, anything else on Ubisoft being just absolute booty cheeks here of late? No. Ubisoft, fucking figure it out. Please. Um, I have... I didn't send this to you. Um, so I'm going a little off what little script we have today. Um, but I wanted to go from that to something a little more wholesome and see if you saw this or not. Um, but it was really cool. Christopher judge, uh, he's the voice actor for Kratos in the new God of war. Um, went to Twitter to let everybody know that he was the reason why Ragnarok is coming out, um, in 2022 instead of the original, uh, 2021 release window that it had um and it was because I did see that. yeah it was because he was uh, getting <laughs> this sucks um so this is like his tweet he said 100 in my feels right now i need to be forthcoming this has been approved by no one to the beloved fandom ragnarok was delayed because of me august 2019 i couldn't walk had to have back surgery both hips replaced and knee surgery and they waited for me to rehab so like just such a culmination of awesome and all of this um like that sony santa monica was like you know you're like you're our guy like we're gonna wait for you and essentially like fuck like fuck the fans if they're not gonna stick through you know something like this um right and i don't think there was any uh plan for this to be um, i mean he did this like under his own uh you know uh free will uh, you know, there was no plan for this ever to, to come to light unless he wanted it to. And so he did. And, um, just like super cool. And, uh, yeah, it was like, wow, I have some, I still have some hope for, for gaming and for, uh, for, for gamers, because a lot of people from what I saw were just like, you know, totally supportive of him and essentially saying that like his health is obviously a priority and that they wouldn't have wanted them to have to switch to anybody else so it was very cool to see and yeah and he he had like a whole thread of a ton of tweets so um sure it was very cathartic for him and it was actually really like sweet to see hopefully it gives people something to think about too when they see a game gets canceled you know like Mm-hmm. instead of sending death threats out for whoever's responsible like it's humans developing the game it's actors it's human actors and i know like that's kind of a, a common sentiment for people towards actors that like they're not actually people right uh, and sometimes that's not true yeah and uh, uh you're right like this is like uh when was the last time a game got delayed and you thought oh maybe <laughs> maybe one of the voice actors um got injured on set or uh you know or or had some sort of emergency you know um because it happens in like movies all the time and it's well covered but with video games anytime a game gets delayed it's because the devs are shitty and they couldn't get and figure out how to fix that one bug just one never multiple um certainly when making a big game it's not possible for for a, a million bugs to pop up um it's always just that one bug and stupid developers can't figure it out i feel like that's always what it goes on to and um right. you're right like people need to give it more thought and realize that uh yes yeah, people people are behind everything and it's easy to forget i guess 
the other thing too that's just kind of reminding me of you know this team that the um like physical actor mm-hmm. the body actor um who played kratos in the original or in the what the 2018 yep. god of war he passed two years ago i think yeah so they're they're working with a whole new uh body actor as well um who i'm sure is doing a great job and you know apparently didn't cause any delays but it's just it's just crazy what this team has to has to go through mm-hmm. so i mean good for them good for uh the voice actor for for speaking up and hopefully uh humanizing the video game industry and maybe um preventing uh a little bit of frustration in the future from consumers yeah god i hope so um yeah i saw that come up on my my twitter and thought that was worth just touching on um because again i thought it was a cool moment yeah glad you did um all right we have a couple of other things um i guess since we love to talk about acquisitions playstation officially welcomed blue point games to the playstation studios family and um did you know that Blue Point Games wasn't <laughs> wasn't in the PlayStation Studios family? Because I didn't. It was like one of those things with Insomniac where it took yeah. like them making a game for Xbox for me to be like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I know we talked about this um, a couple months ago. It was leaked. Uh, I think some internal communication that they were um, they were getting Blue Point, but this was the official announcement. Mm-hmm. So not a huge surprise. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's the, it's the insomniac thing. Like what else have they for other, um, platforms? Yeah. Um, it was just basically their track record with PlayStation because most recently they had the demon souls, uh, remake. Mm-hmm. And before that it was the shadow of the Colossus. And then they made, they were the ones who worked on the uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Um, and so when you have your hands on like three big, big projects like that, um, yeah, I just like, it popped up and I was like, is this old, is this old news? Like, like, is this celebrating a year of them officially being under? And I was like, that can't even be right. Oh no, it's, it's brand new. Like, right. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, and another one of those just no brainer like duh moments uh, similar to insomniac um again just because of like track record at this point um but this obviously this you know there's always uh yin and yang with acquisitions um i sent you the games radar article i don't know if you read it Mm -hmm. i did yeah i was gonna bring that up next (laughs) uh games radar article it's 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 just so poorly titled i guess i don't know like so the title is xbox reportedly trialing tomb raider just cause and hitman studios ahead of potential acquisitions um jeff grubb was on uh or it was the during the latest episode of the grub snacks podcast great name um he, he discussed xbox's plans for the next few years uh and then let me find the exact quote 
Um, the podcast host then uses a few examples of studios he believes are being or will be tried out by Xbox. So, like, it's not confirmed that this is even tryouts or anything like that. Um, and he went on to say uh, Crystal Dynamics, IO Interactive, and Avalanche Studios. So Tomb Raider, Hitman, and Just Cause. Um, and, and it's just all speculative. But the way that the article title is written is that reportedly, as a fact, this is what Xbox is doing with Tomb Raider, Just Cause, and Hitman Studios. And, and it's just like, I hate it. I hate it. It made me so mad and just annoyed reading it because i was like what like and and it just goes back to i think last week we were talking about this or maybe it was two weeks ago where it's just like everybody loves to try and just guess what the next acquisition is gonna be and it's just like at this point i'm just so tired of seeing like this is definitely what's going to be the next thing microsoft is going to buy nintendo and it's just like oh my god shut up shut up right shut up um, whatever happens is going to happen. Like, stop trying to like drum up drama and, you know, speculation over this crap. Um, when, uh, you know, if James Bond were an Xbox exclusive, um, which I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No. So if it were, you know, that to me would say, okay. Cause it's similar to the insomniac thing. It's similar to like, you know we have a track record of making exclusives why don't we just sure it up and and ensure that i won't go to somewhere somebody else and make a game for them uh, but that's not the case with this stuff and so it's just really frustrating every every day you turn around and see a new article like this it's, it's always funny to me because if this were reverse i'd believe like if if the article was PlayStation reportedly trialing Tomb Raider just caused Hitman Studios ahead of potential acquisitions, I'd believe it a little more because these studios, for the most part, have all at least to some degree have been in bed with PlayStation. Um, Tomb Raider, when one of the, I think it was like the last Tomb Raider game that came out, they did like a 20th anniversary like special edition just for PlayStation. Like it came in a you know, the five by five crystal case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had some additional content that was at least like timed exclusive. But um, wasn't the one Tomb Raider uh, a, had a year exclusivity on Xbox? I think the original one did. So it's just like that, you know, those just cancel each other out in my head. <laughs> like, you know, like to me, it just doesn't scream allegiance one way or the other. Right. But I understand what um, you're getting at. Sorry continue your point but like that's no, that's I, where i'm at with this i i think this is this is just my opinion this isn't matter of fact at all mm-hmm. but if you would have had this article come out when the original tomb raider came out when it was and i don't know if this is true or not but if it was time exclusive for the original xbox um i i, I would believe it a little more mm-hmm. but i just feel like there's been content for tomb raider that's been if not like exclusive content, I know like they've at least had some sort of marketing agreement. Mm-hmm. And then um, Just Cause, I think there was a marketing agreement there. Um, I don't think there was any exclusive content one way or the other, but I think like basically every time you saw a Just Cause commercial, it was followed by like on PlayStation or mm-hmm. whatever. 
and then hitman so hitman the um what is it one is it 101 or ioi the studio that makes that uh i thought it was ioi okay i think you're right um so we'll say ioi they worked with playstation to make the entire trilogy playable and that was an exclusive not hitman 3 but the ability to play in vr like i don't think that came to even like uh pc um vr equipment Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just what kind of that was just my my philosophy behind how bullshit this was like i i just don't get it it's definitely like just clickbait um right you know if it sounds to me like potentially the indiana jones bethesda game that's coming out is probably going to be the uncharted competitor um i don't think you necessarily need tomb raider to do that and i think you know if i'm the developer of tomb raider or just cause or hitman i'm in a good spot being on multiple platforms right not to say that xbox wouldn't like i i feel like if xbox bought the studio what is it crystal dynamics that makes tomb Mm -hmm. raider yep they would probably still put games out on playstation but obviously there would probably be some degree of content that's only available on Xbox. Right. And again, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of these. One, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of these um, studios get acquired necessarily. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went a mercenary route and, you know, made an exclusive for one, made an exclusive for the other or, or whatever. Um, those aren't things that would necessarily surprise me. It's just the, the annoying thing is that like, you know, unless Jeff Grubb had like more information to like validate these claims, it's just a very weird article. And like you said, it's just blatant clickbait. Like could Xbox entertain the idea of trialing studios? One games insider believes yes and then talk about it you know what i mean like that would be a better way of like and then you know you take the quotes from him and like he because he basically details like how they could go about doing something like that and like how they could use it to their advantage to then do an acquisition and again it's the the idea he's floating out is no different than basically what i mean both companies and, and basically what playstation has been doing now for for some time so that was mm-hmm. just you know just very very uh relevant to some of the stuff we've been talking about a lot just one during the the podcast in general um we've talked about a lot of uh acquisitions over the time um but again we've now hit this point and it's ever since microsoft bought bethesda and now it's just this like one-upism left and right with everything Mm -hmm. where, where it's like you know who's got the the bigger piece between their legs um it's just it's just frustrating because now we're just getting you know fake claims left and right um and it's just annoying more than anything it's just weird for me because i don't think xbox needs to acquire any studios right i mean you understand it takes work to integrate a company into an existing company Mm mm-hmm 
and with the acquisitions that they've had over the past five years, I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, you're not just walking in there with a code of conduct and saying, follow this, like, right. And, and Satya Nadella and, and Phil Spencer have talked about this, you know, when they do an acquisition, it's not a hostile takeover. It's okay. What's your culture? What's our culture? Where do we meet in the middle and where do we both need to change? And like, what can we each take from each other's culture? So Microsoft is very thorough about this. No, but remember Bethesda was a hostile takeover because everybody was oh, disgruntled and leaving and, and being fired. Right. <laughs> so minus Bethesda. <laughs> um, no, but like, it's, I, I just, I don't understand why people are with this idea that like Microsoft is going to acquire another studio. Like, I don't think they are not within the next couple of years. I, I think they're going to work on internal development. Mm -hmm. I think they, they have purchased, and I, I would have to figure out the number, but decades, tens of decades of, of experience within acquiring these studios. And they still have homegrown studios that, for what it's worth, are pretty subpar. Mm -hmm. So I would think that they're going to stop. They've made big acquisitions they have tons to learn take what you're learning from these studios that you bought and put it into your homegrown studios mm -hmm. you know put it into halo or put it into the coalition and gears and um and just have better homegrown studios i don't i don't think they have what 40 something studios now under them right i i don't i don't it's, it's just annoying. I mean, this is what obviously like um, game media companies are, are feeding on because everyone will click on an article that says you'll never believe what studio the Xbox might be buying next. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure they get tons of ad revenue from people clicking on it and not yeah. actually thinking about it. But yeah, it's just stupid. There, There's not going to be any more major. There's not going to be any other Bethesda level acquisitions in the next, in my opinion, at least five years. Nope. I think they probably have a five-year roadmap or maybe four years. They probably have a five-year roadmap from 2020 saying we're going to acquire these studios from 2020 to end of 2021. Mm -hmm. Starting in 2022, we're developing our own studios. Right. Not developing new studios, developing our existing studios. Yeah, you're not going to get another punch to the gut like, you know, out of nowhere, out of left field acquisition like Bethesda. Because when was the last time we had that? Microsoft uh -huh. buying Minecraft? Probably. Right? Like, like again, you know, you can't even put... I can't think of another major company being, like, acquired um, that's on nearly the same level. Like, love Insomniac's games, but if you want to try and debate whether or not Insomniac is as big as Bethesda, I mean, you're that's a losing battle. Like you can't possibly. And again, it, that was an acquisition that made sense. Bethesda, you, I, I can't point to anything that made sense about that other than like very smart move by Microsoft. But like there was no signs of it, you know, previously that made me go, you know what? I think I could see Microsoft buying Bethesda. Like n nowhere would, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think we're going to see anything remotely this size um, or, or this much of an impact on gaming as much as everybody wants another one for whatever reason. Um, but I think the other thing you have to understand about Microsoft is that they're 
bigger than just Xbox. I mean, Xbox is a very, very serious part of their business right now. Mm -hmm. But they've prepared themselves for this new generation. There's not going to be... Like, the huge advancement in gaming happened a year ago. Okay, so, like, they're not preparing for any big changes. And at this point, there are other changes to Microsoft's other businesses Mm -hmm. um, that are going to um, require more attention and more resources. So uh, I think you just have to understand the business of Microsoft at large and not just Xbox and kind of look at their roadmap for what's next. And I just don't see gaming being at the forefront like it was the past two years. Yeah. Agreed. We'll see. Okay. Um, so, do we have anything else? I was Tokyo going... Game Show. Talk about all the Japanese studios that Xbox is going to purchase. Yeah. So, Square Enix had a had a presence there, and they are officially bought by Microsoft. They announced it at yeah. Tokyo Game Show. So um, we're immediately wrong. Everything we just said. No, uh, they talked about um, uh, Final Fantasy Origins. They gave more information about that. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale or Mobile Battle Royale. So, you know, I just don't I don't care anymore. Um, but yeah, other so than that... I'm a- I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> because you sent me this article and I like kind of breezed through it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know any of these games. <laughs> and then I got to the bottom and I was like, Oh, Phil Spencer announces that Xbox is going to have, is, is going to do more to try to support Japanese games. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm assuming that, and it might've said this, I don't remember, but is regarding their um, avail- availability on game path. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, this is the case. This is the prime case study because I personally do not give a shit about Japanese games. Like, unless it's Nintendo, like I just don't care. There's nothing about them. I think they're fucking weird. Um, <laughs> they just, I don't get enamored in their stories at all. They kind of annoy the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't been exposed to enough of them because I don't want to fucking pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay for a game that I know I'm not going to like, or, or there's a very little chance that I'm going to like. I've been proven wrong. Um, I took a chance on a uh, Parasite Eve game years and years and years ago. I loved it. Great game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, thinking about it, if if Game Pass made strides to get more japanese games on game pass and i have nothing to lose on it i'm gonna try them because they despite all i just said they intrigue me mm-hmm. i know i'm in the minority of people who say yeah i just i don't get them so they're they're kind of one of those things that um i i think they're an acquired taste for me and i would like to because, oh certainly an acquired taste absolutely right. an acquired taste I, I mean, I, I think Game Pass enables that, and I think that's just the yeah. wow. Yeah. They're enabling that for gaming. More people are gonna, more people like me are gonna play Japanese games. Yeah, 
I um I've been playing a ton of Persona Five. And if you have the opportunity, it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of dialogue. J- like JRPGs and, you know, games of, of that like are a lot of, you know, uh, heavy focus on just dialogue between characters. And that's how it really builds the story. But I mean, I'm completely enamored with it. 100 hours in and I, I'm in love with this game. Like literally 100 hours in because I leave it up while I work and like do a little bit of uh reading in between stuff but uh the japanese mine bitcoin for you on your ps5 (laughs) city skyline strikes again (laughs) no but dude i love it so freaking much like i i it's it's quickly rising for one of like the best games i've played in in recent time um and persona 4 golden or whatever is on the vita and i'm like you know, it's it's a hundred percent certain I'm going to get that game now. Um, I've wanted I've wanted to get into like the Final Fantasy games, and like a lot of like playing Persona Five is like helping just I think like solidify that. And I know there's differences and stuff, but yeah, I mean, just they they're definitely a game that you like push to the side if you you know are so used to playing other games, and you know it becomes. Um, overwhelming you know just how many there are um but i think they're also the type of game that once you play one two three of them next thing you know you're like wow i kind of want to play all of these Uh, yakuza i played i played an hour of the yakuza one remake and within that one hour i was like i think i want to play all these games and there's like seven of them all on game pass i think there you go so definitely yeah i think it's a it's a wonderful move because for the most part microsoft i I you know outward facing and and my impression is they don't have you know a great uh relationship or um mindset towards you know pushing uh japanese um content the same way obviously sony does so or nintendo that's kind of inherent of course but for them to make that that move i think is incredibly smart for themselves and just Mm -hmm. an all-around again an all-around win for gaming so i thought you'd be happy to know that i just turned on my vita to see if i'd even be able to install persona um pretty big game probably not gonna be able to install it (laughs) Um, but I just want you to know when I turned my Vita on, I had to put it down for a bit because it was installing My Name is Mayo. Yeah, <gasps> My Name is Mayo on Vita. My God, I'll have to go. I'll have to go plug my Vita in. Yes. Um. Anything else from the Tokyo Game Show that you wanted to touch on? I really thought there would be more, but I guess just. That's what I expect because that's what it's been over the past years. Like, I guess I expected Sony to make an appearance, but I got I think they said that they're not going to be there, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of annoying. Like, I feel like Sony was at its best when it was still pretty integrated with the Japanese ecosystem and community and and um, and uh, economy. It's just kind of sad to me to see that. That's not the way they've moved. And like 
Sony corporates more or less based in America now, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just disappointing. I wish Sony would start being at these things and being involved in the community and not putting themselves on an island. So yeah, so standoffish. Yeah, I agree. Oh, oh well, I guess that's why I don't work for Sony. Armchair CEO. You tell me what. I'd be a pretty good CEO of Sony. <laughs> yeah, I would. If I were the CEO of Sony, I would just sell myself to Microsoft. Um, because Microsoft well. Microsoft could buy Sony. Um, per everybody, and it would happen. It could happen any day. Hostile takeover. Yeah, Look out. Um. Anything else you wanted to touch on this week? Um. I don't think I'm looking at what else we have here. Nothing really. It was kind of a slow, slow news week. Gathered by now. Dave Chappelle has a new special. That he does. Netflix is working on making more games. Yep. And uh, Um, the first one is going to be, uh, it's a Dave Chappelle spirit um, crossover game. So look forward to that. And then most people get pretty upset about it i have to be careful about how much we talk about um dave chappelle why people don't like him people do not like him Um, watch the new special (laughs) i can only imagine konami e-football sucks oh that's i wanted to talk about that i I just realized that um there are two games that i'm going to do my best to play and report back on next week and one is the Konami eFootball, and the other is that uh, there's like this. <laughs> I don't think it's a battle, uh, a battle royale. Excuse me. Um, I think it's a like massive fifty v fifty game um, that just got released on PlayStation Plus, and the name is escaping me. It is Hell Let Loose. Um, and it just came out on PlayStation 5 today and was also paired with PlayStation Plus. So I'm going to download that and also report back on that so we get some some new game talk. Excellent. I might... I haven't decided yet, but I might play Metroid Dread by next Yeah, that comes out... Friday. Yeah. Same I with... I did not pre-order it anywhere. Um, I'll probably just go get it day of i think the new far cry comes out friday but i probably won't pick that up yet i'm probably gonna wait a little bit yeah but I, i'll probably get it by the end of the year i would assume we'll see why well, I, I might wait to see if it goes if it drops a little bit in price around like black friday and if it doesn't then just pick it up because i'll probably be ready to play it by then i'm still hey, listen i'm cruising through persona 5 and loving it there you go all right well if you have nothing else that does it. Nope. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Season two, we're cruising. And uh, I guess we can start putting out feelers. If you have something that you uh, want to talk about uh, or want us to talk about, one, you can let us know. But if you feel like there's something that you, there's a topic that you're especially passionate about um, 
if there's a game you really want to just get on your soapbox for that was life-changing and you want to come on the podcast, just reach out to Mike or I on our social medias at the Bantalorian. That is where you'll find Mike. And at the basement gamer, G-A-M-R is where you'll find me. And, uh, I think we'd love to start having some, some other voices on here. What do you think? Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get the ball rolling on that kind of stuff and, and just, just, Get, yeah, get something new going. Um, but other than that, if you enjoyed the episode, leave us a rating if you can. And if not, best thing for you to do is to just share with someone, anyone, uh, specifically someone who kind of has a bad taste in their mouth about Ubisoft right now. Because um, I think they'll appreciate the first like 30 minutes of this episode. Yes, uh, welcome to our echo chamber. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you all next week.